0: R.P.N., the Roddenberry Podcast Network.
1: Well, you know what time it is. It's 7 p.m., and that means it is time for Mission Log Live. And I'm so excited this evening. You know why? And you probably saw this on social media, but we had to do a little bit of a change up here. And that's what we do. We're kind of like that lower decks, kind of like whatever the job takes, we're going to get that job done. And I'm excited to talk Lower Decks tonight with all of you because for the very first time here on Mission Log Live, I brought in a super fantastic guest star. She's a close friend of mine. I like to call her my sis because I usually do. She is a podcaster in her own right, and I am so excited to have her on here to talk Lower Decks with all of you. I'd like to introduce all of you, the Mission Log Live audience, to my bestie, Charlene Schmidt. Charlene, how are you?
2: Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for bringing me on to do this. We have not talked on air about Star Trek Lower Decks yet. This is going to be the first time for us, and we get to do it on Mission Log Live.
1: I know. Heck yeah. Right? Yeah, we've talked about it like off, off uh, mic. I've, I, obviously, not on the Mission Log Live, Mike, but you and I have been going back and forth a lot about Lower Decks, and we're going to get into all of that like really soon. But as you know, traditionally with Mission Log Live, we want to jump into the chat room. And um, even before that, because I'm like really bad at this, John and and Ashley are really good at this. I'm really bad at this. So anything that happens tonight that's wacky sharp, blame me Uh, and and the audience can blame me too. But before we do that, just to make sure that everyone knows to call into the meeting in case you want to talk to us live here on Mission Log Live, make sure that you click the Zoom meeting link or use the one tap from your smartphone or call us at 699 Nine zero zero six six nine nine zero zero six eight three three. That's six six nine nine zero zero six eight three three. So let's see who's uh, here with us in the Facebook chat. Hello, Evelyn. Good evening, or good morning, or whenever you're actually watching this. And for those of you who are listening later, hello, Uh, Captain Lou. How are you, my friend? Good to see you. Zach is here. We have uh, the Paul, the other Paul. And the other Paul, all the Pauls are here as That's usual. A lot we have of a Pauls. T- trifecta of Pauls. Aaron Harvey's here with us. Uh, Dan Lecky, good to see you. And let's see who else here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling because everyone is so excited to be here. Everyone's talking about well uh, oh, Star Trek. There, we're going to talk about that a little bit too. Uh, Chuck Joyner's with us. Tom Doggett's with us. And wow, Tate. Yes, the Tate is here. Tate, how oh, good to you? Uh, good to see you. Alan Perry is here. Uh, David. One of the Davids, uh, Dominic. Wow, fantastic for all of you joining us on uh, and taking the time to join us on your Labor Day holiday. So glad to have you all with us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, Char, I just want to uh, settle in with you a little bit here and uh, let uh, the audience know um, a little bit about yourself and you know uh, your history with podcasting and things of that nature. Because this is our first time that our Mission Log Live. Uh, crew here and our listeners and viewers are getting to know you so take it away let them know everything
2: we don't have enough time for my whole life story okay, so about- i'll give you the tldr version <laughs> <about two> minutes? <laughs> <laughs> so essentially i am almost a lifelong star trek fan i started at age six Right Mm -hmm. about the time TNG was about to hit the air, my dad started watching reruns of the original series, and I started watching the show because he was watching the show. And I just thought it was so cool that these guys were out here in space. And of course, I wanted to be Lieutenant Uhura because she was the one woman on the bridge. Mm -hmm. So she was my role model. I got into it, and I started watching TNG and everything from that point forward. And so I'm almost a lifelong Star Trek fan. I love sci-fi, generally speaking. You and I, Norm, we talk about Babylon 5 all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. We and do I
2: got into the podcasting scene in very late 2011 doing Trek FM. Uh, the very first thing I did was the Ready Room. And I did another podcast called The Delta Quadrant, which was a Voyager review show. I eventually switched up to co-host To The Journey, That was on trek fm we did that for four years to the journey that's right that's what we did that was a lot of fun and then we did a show called punch it for a while i've been talking star trek for several years now at this point and tristan and i still do a show we are doing commentary tracks for lower decks episodes
1: and that is on which network
2: the nerd party
1: Okay, so if you want to hear more of Char after this, you can check her out on the Nerd Party Network. And I just want to let you all know that, no, uh, Lou, don't worry, or who asked us in the chat, that John has not been assassinated or eaten by some type of uh, shape-shifting alien. Both John and Ashley will be back. Hopefully, if Tendi and Rutherford get all their T88s in order and, uh, you know, uh, make sure that their diagnostics are working perfectly. We'll have John and Ashley back next week. But for the rest of the remainder of this evening, sit back settle in we are going to get into some lower decks very soon but before that we have a lot of housekeeping to take care of because there's a lot of star trek content that's coming up that's not necessarily mission log live related but we want to let everyone else know what's going on in the star trek universe so what do we got coming up char
2: well we've got a very important day coming up tomorrow as a matter of fact because it's september 8th and that means it is star trek day and we're going to have all sorts of fun stuff to look forward to it's basically going to be an online convention. There's going to be panels and celebrity guests, news and announcements from the world of Star Trek. There's going to be exclusive merchandise. Well, you have my attention. Ooh. You can find out more at StarTrek.com. Also, very important tomorrow, for every person that tweets the hashtag Star Trek United gives. From 12 a.m. until 11.59 p.m. Pacific Time, CBS All Access will donate $1 to organizations who do the real-world work of championing equality, social justice, and the pursuit of scientific advancements. That's super cool. Uh, These organizations include the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, the National Action Council for Minorities in Engineering, and the Equal Justice Initiative.
1: So make sure that you check out what's going on with Star Trek Day which is, you know, obviously it's going to be 9-8 because that's when the very first episode, The Man Trap, came out in 1966. So big, big, big anniversary for Star Trek fans. Also, on September 9th, this Wednesday, September 9th, Roddenberry is hosting a special guest. That would be Will Wheaton, or for some out there, Will Wheaton, on Sansar,
2: (laughs) on the Sansar
1: VR program. So we'll be hanging out starting at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time And playing sort of a kind of a dating game spoof. uh, Quote, unquote, do you seek Jamaharan with Will? Oh, my. So join us for free. Just sign up on your free account at Sansar.com and connect with any PC running Windows 7 or higher. You can join in VR or PC desktop mode. Now, here's a little bit about what's going on with that game show. Do you seek Jamaharan? And this is a little bit of a write-up that's on Sansar.com. If you seek peace, be still. If you seek wisdom, be silent. But if you seek Jamaharan... It's time to join Will Wheaton in an absolutely out-of-this-world virtual game show that puts love to the test. Join Will Wheaton and host John Champion for a very special Trek edition of Be My Boo in Sansar, the live game show that puts your trivia skills, creativity, love, and improv to the test. And bonus, bonus round, make sure to attend as the next clue in the Roddenberry Recovery Mission will be announced by will himself now we'll say that again for all of you who are playing the roddenberry recovery mission make sure that you are there for the Samsar game show when will announces this very special next clue will what will will find his virtual mm-hmm. connection on this samsar uh do you seek jamaharan we will see
2: that sounds pretty cool Later this month, we still have more cool stuff happening. CBS is going to be showing Disco Season 1 on broadcast TV. Let's not forget about that and show some support, boost those numbers, right? Let them know that, hey, this is a cool thing. It's going to be on at 10 p.m. Eastern Time starting Thursday, September 24th.
1: So much Star Trek coming at us all at once, a deluge of Star Trek, if you will.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know how in the 90s we considered that the golden age of Trek? What are Mm -hmm. we calling this?
1: Uh, the next golden age of Trek?
2: The, because it that's feels more my... like a renaissance.
1: Oh, Wait, how, uh, how avant-garde of you. Yes, a renaissance of Star Trek. So lots of Star Trek coming up. Make sure that you check those out. Make sure you check out all the links to all the various Star Trek uh, projects that are going to be coming up very soon. Now, as we do, we're going to jump right into the recap here because we have a lot to talk about when it comes to Cupid's errant arrow. And I'm going to keep this a little shorter here because... We wanna hear from you. Uh, we have a lot of callers already in the queue and we have a lot of chat going on right now in the chat room. So here's the recap of, again, Cupid's errant arrow. Do it. The USS Cerritos teams up with the far more advanced USS Vancouver to assist with a controlled demolition of a moon, posing significant environmental, religious, and political risks to the inhabitants of Mixtus II and III. It's up to Captain Carol Freeman to smooth over the increasingly volatile situation with the respective habitants of the Mixed system. We'll return to her story in a little bit. In the lower deck's quarters, Ensign Boimler bursts with excitement to see Barbara Brinson, his not holodeck version of a girlfriend serving on the Vancouver. Upon meeting her, Ensign Mariner is convinced that this gorgeous blonde lieutenant is far more than Boimler realizes. She must be an android or a shapeshifter or a Cardassian spy surgically altered to look like a human, or a salt monster from Planet 133, or M133, or a Sulaban. A Sulaban! Because how could someone like Brinson be possibly interested in someone like Boimler? (laughs) Mariner's paranoia turns into a series of catastrophic events trying to expose Brinson for who she really is, or who Mariner thinks she really is, and she'll stop at nothing to save Boimler from the tragedy that she was unable to prevent years ago. On Deep Space Nine, Mariner helplessly watched as Angie, one of her close crewmates, was devoured by Nico, the most, perfect, <laughs> the most perfect man ever, who turned out to be a Harvungian shapeshifter. Raise your hand, though, if you thought Mariner's hair was freaking adorable. It was fabulous.
2: Oh, so good.
1: Deciding to tour the Vancouver for themselves, Ensign's Tendy and Rutherford wind up in an engineering competition designed by the Vancouver's chief engineer, Lieutenant Commander Ron Docent, who tells them that the winner will take home their very own T-88 scanner. Ready, set, and run diagnostics. <laughs> Meanwhile, after Mariner's most recent and spectacularly failed attempt to expose Brinson for being a flesh-eating shapeshifter, both Brinson and Boiler decide to restart the day and head for one of the orbital platforms, she thought... Uh, to monitor the moon's demolition. But Mariner isn't one to give it so easily, and when she thought she was wrong, she steps on a parasitic husk, and once again, the game is afoot. Oh, well, underfoot. Mariner sprints through the Vancouver. Move, Jennifer! Dons an environmental <laughs> suit and launches herself at Boimler's orbital platform, whereupon entering, she finds him in full semi-censored lover mode. Suddenly, a shockwave from the decaying moon rocks the orbital platform and Boimler stumbles, knocking himself unconscious, hitting his head on the control console. As Brinson walks in, both she and Mariner warn the other to stay away from Boimler. Hugh, gamesters of Triskelion, fight music. Well, hey, I can throw in a Star Trek reference, too, you know. Back on the Vancouver, it turns out that Tendy and Rutherford were both being scammed by engineer docent. His plan was for them to be transferred to his ship all along while he would take their position on the Cerritos. He admits to both of them that he, ca- he just can't handle the epic, epicness of the Vancouver's missions and just wants a far less complicated assignment and a much simpler life. Tendy and Rutherford let him off the hook provided he cancels their transfer along with sending them home with their very own T-88 scanners. During the heat of battle, Mariner and Brinson discover that they have more in common with Boimler than they thought and both are just being overprotective of their resident 'er ne'er-do-well. After swapping some fairly embarrassing stories about him, Mariner scans Brinson to prove that she's human, but finds traces of parasitic residue in the room. When Boimler hits his head, when Boimler hit his head, he dislodged an actual parasite that was nesting under his scalp and after removing the love bug, Brinson discovers that it secretes a a pheromone that makes a potential mate even, well, more potential. Looks like this was all just a big misunderstanding. Mariner wasn't exactly right, Brinson wasn't exactly wrong, and poor Boimler wasn't exactly what he thought he was, meaning a cool enough guy to land someone as fantastic as Lieutenant Brinson, like Jet, the hunky second coolest guy on the Vancouver. But hey, at least Brinson and Mariner are now besties, having bonded over girl stuff, meaning Boimler's past embarrassments. Finally, back on the Cerritos, Tendi and Rutherford are back to fixing the ship, but have a few surprise gifts for each other, sacks full of T-88s, which in the end only add more fuel to the speculation that we, as their shippers, will see them come closer together in future episodes. The end. W- w- wait, 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 not not the end. Uh, Captain Freeman eventually solved the issue with the enraged mixedus delegate, one of the two that inhabited this planet that was holding up the moon's controlled explosion to begin with. You'd be overprotective, too, if you just installed new floors. Well, at least they didn't violate the Prime Directive. The end. <laughs> end.
2: <laughs> well done.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. So, um, you know what? We, uh, we're going to jump into our thoughts uh, a little a little later on in the show. I know that you want to talk about this big time, but we have <laughs> a lot of people now actually signed into the chat or to the, uh, the call center, so... What do you say we take a few calls and see this. what our listeners are up with up to? And uh yeah, the first we'll call that we have is BC. Um, so what's happening, man? Um just chilling here on Labor Day.
3: I didn't know uh if there was gonna be a show, but I guess it had to be a show because there was an episode. Um and uh yeah, uh I enjoyed this one uh a good deal. It had lots of uh interesting uh callbacks to various things um um there's the obligatory uh obligatory kirk reference but i forgot what it was i didn't take notes i'm sorry do you remember what that one was it was towards the beginning
2: are you talking about kirk sunday with trip tucker sprinkles
3: that's the one
2: because that was my favorite <laughs>
3: That's our first enterprise callback i think I don't and think there
2: it... were two in this episode
1: oh what was the other one
2: it was the sulaban reference
1: Oh yeah, that's right, right, right. Sullivan. Oh, someone needs to be watching a little more Enterprise, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. This is why I have Shar on. Shar is sharp as attack.
3: Sharp oh, as attack.
2: Sometimes. It's sometimes. been a
3: number of years since I've seen Enterprise. Okay. So
2: Don't worry, me too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's very, very fuzzy. Um No, but that was a that was a um pretty good episode. Uh there's um you know, the ongoing sort of very, very meta aspect of this show, which is amusing, which makes me feel like it's really geared, it's really a show for Star Trek fans, in spite of the fact that maybe some people might get into Star Trek this way, but I'm thinking maybe not so much because, well, it's a little bit like a, like, like MST3K <laughs> in that some of the jokes go right over the kids' heads and you know, the, the adults get them, you know, and so maybe, you know, the kids will laugh at the humor and then later on they'll realize, oh, there are other things going on. It kind of plays on multiple levels.
1: That's not necessarily, like, a bad thing. Ashar, you and I were talking about this before where, you know, if this is somebody's entry point into Star Trek and there are, like, a ton of references that they don't get, it's almost kind of like with with today's audiences, if they don't get a reference, then they have the Internet to basically look up everything almost simultaneously as things happen. So, you know, it's not like you have to right. wait or, or, or go to a library. What are those? And then like find books and <laughs> magazines and talk to their nerd friends. And no one wants to do that because they don't want to say, you know, to say, hey, you got a leg up on my nerd cred, you know, so.
4: <laughs> right. But
1: you're right. You're right, BC, um, that there are a lot of references being dropped, uh, especially in this episode.
2: Oh, yes. So much to unpack. Even on this conspiracy board alone. You could stare at that for a good while and just pinpoint each one of those pictures. And that's a fraction of a second. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we can spend, like, yeah. where's John Wayne Needham? Is the whole trivia section of this show it could just be John going through all of the references in every <laughs> Lower Decks episode?
2: That would be the hour.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
3: That's the problem with it. You
1: can't do that.
3: <laughs>
2: you know, in,
1: in And when I was doing the write-up, I, I literally had to condense as much as I could because if I stopped to basically talk over every plot point, every reference, it would be tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dense. Um,
3: the, the one other thing I thought of that came to mind afterward was like um, Boimler is like walking around spreading a disease or a parasite not really spreading it, but potentially spreading a parasite all over the ship, and no one seemed to be aware of it. And I just didn't know if that was a commentary on
1: our current times or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering that you know that. this was like uh, produced you know well in advance, unless they knew something or you true. Know, yeah, but uh, for for some odd reason, there are a lot of things that are just coincidentally coming to bear, like on either like current you know the current politics or the current situation that's going on, like in the world state. You know, uh, yeah, with the parasite. You, the, it was an interesting parallel uh, that you can draw. But the thing is that, you know, these guys had these things well in the can before this happened. So I don't know, maybe prophetic. Mm, Prof- I don't know. More,
3: I'm sure it's more of a coincidence or anything. It's just, it, it was an amusing, uh, aside that I had when I was like, oh, oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. And the two, the, the two people on that planet, <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Two, yeah. Two people on that planet. And they're like, you know, guarding it, you know, with tooth and nail, and um, <laughs> that reminded me of certain other events in current history that I won't get into. <laughs> uh, but the in floors,
2: of- they oh. just redid them.
3: Oh, yeah. The floors. Uh, all right.
5: Um,
6: I do not know what all- <laughs>
1: else. <Yes. laughs> BC just skips way over that. You know what? The floors, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: That is the appropriate yeah, yeah. response.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the floors, yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, um, as someone who's going to be putting in new floors um, uh, fairly soon in in a a, uh, completely different project, I'd fight for new floors. You know, I, you know, and I I would throw the prime directive at someone. It's like, hey, look, (laughs) are they are they parquet floors or Uh, they are uh, they are engineered wood, hand scraped? So, oh yeah, yeah. sounds fancy. Yeah,
2: I don't even know what that means.
1: Well, they're engineered scraped by hand, which means they were scraped by robots. Ah. Know? Yeah. So. So
2: what you're saying is you don't want me to blow up your house before you sell it?
1: I'd, I'd rather not. Okay. But take no. I mean, I that insurance money be would be good.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. They don't have to know.
1: <laughs> what else you got on your mind there, B.C.?
3: Um, not much. Not much. I should probably let the many of the other callers in here but uh, it was good to see you kind of face to face
1: for for once
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah more or less well, then, good to see you
1: we um bc gets to chat with uh, john and i live every once a month on our patreon live call that's exclusive for patreon members um plug not afraid to be shameless about it <laughs> hey no that shame. was subtle good well uh, done this is what i do <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, if there's uh, nothing left that's a conspiracy or coincidence, um, really nice to see you again, BC. Nice to see you in the CNC. Um, and really fantastic, dramatic down lighting that you got going on there.
3: Yeah, it's, it's not intentional. I really got to work on my lighting. But uh, I'm glad to see that the, uh, the Zocalo's um, uh, slow takeover of Roddenberry is now complete.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is how the
3: shadows work. <laughs> well, I had to have C&C here because Char is here. It's a special occasion. Absolutely. I appreciated
2: it.
1: <laughs> All right. Thanks, BC, for calling right. in, man. And uh, we care. will see you soon. See right, you guys. Take care. And uh, next up on this very fast and very full call center, we have Chris coming up with the next call.
7: Hey, guys. Uh, good to see you, Norm. Nice to meet you, Char. Uh, Hello. Yeah, good to be here once again. Uh, very nice. This is week. Two back-to-back, we had two really solid Mariner episodes. Last week we had the thing with her mom, and now this week we had her sort of quest for Boimler, which I really liked. I liked because I think Mariner tries to sort of play off like how much she cares about the other Lower Deckers. She's like, oh, I'm kind of aloof and whatever. But she does really like them, and so I liked that we sort of got that moment this week of like when push came to shove, even if she maybe wasn't going about it in the best way. She does really care about Boimler and I think also the other Lower deckers. So
1: that was sweet. Yeah. yeah. You know, one, one of the things, and, and maybe, Shar you can help me with this, and you too, Chris, is that I'm trying to find a sense of maybe how old Mariner is, because we did see that fantastically illustrated flashback to Deep Space Nine, you know, when yes. she was serving there and her friend Angie got eaten by Noki, which was awesome. Not awesome, but awesome, you know, in an animated way. <laughs>
6: Yes, there. yes, that.
1: and uh, I don't know whoever's going to hear this. Uh, maybe like uh, Mike uh, McMahon, maybe Chris Kula. Please do something with that hairstyle again, please. It was so rockin' that hairstyle. Totally. was tight. Right? I want to
2: see her off duty and wearing that hair out instead of the ponytail because it is so good. Yeah, but sure. How, yep. how old
1: do you think Mariner is?
2: That's a good question, right? Because it makes this flashback makes it seem like it's a little. Further back than I was anticipating, where I always assumed Mariner to be maybe in her later 20s. Maybe she's in her earlier 30s. She might be a good 10 years older than Boimler.
7: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I my, my current guess. The the whole thing, I was sort of the way I picture it is Mariner, I think, is maybe like late 20s, early 30s, like you said. Boimler's probably like 23, 24, and then Tendine you know, or the third are like 20 or 21. Because um, I know they referenced—is it descent? The episode with Lore and the Borg. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they referenced that. So I'd have to go look at the timeline and see what how many in-universe years passed. But yeah, I'd say she's probably late twenties, early thirties. She's definitely been around a lot, and I think that's sort of is her character—is that she, even though she's an ensign, she has all this knowledge from serving on prior ships and her prior sort of work experience
1: well i mean it would be interesting to see like what rank she was before she bumped herself down or got bumped down to ensign because obviously she's been on a lot of missions obviously she has a lot of contacts and she has a lot of experience that doesn't just happen overnight and that doesn't happen without actually going out there on a starship and actually being part of away team missions and and making diplomatic relationships and having the experience to be able to know aliens shape-shifting or otherwise like on site so that that does. That's not like a you know, or one or two year stint. I mean, we're talking like, yeah, I think a decade is probably the right call. Sure, what do you think?
2: Yeah, very likely. The whole thing with them referencing data and lore and the whole Borg thing makes it seem way further back than I kind of wonder if it actually is. Are they just hearing about this <laughs> in a certain amount of time, and then of course making the fantastic joke? Seems like everything happens every week on that ship. <laughs> because they're doing epic things, am I right?
1: Right, exactly. So, epic, epic things.
2: Epic, epic things. It's a lot of pressure. Yes. So I don't know. A little bit of clarification would be good on that, just because it does seem a little muddy.
1: And maybe it's uh, it's an animation style thing, but you know, obviously, with with the captain of the Vancouver, you know, she had like the double uh, the double tint going on in her hair. Which means mm-hmm. you know she's a more mature woman. You know you have uh, the captain of the USS Cerritos, Captain Freeman. Well, not Captain Freeman, but yeah, Captain Freeman. Um, mm-hmm. With she has like the one kind of tinted stripe going through her hair, so sh- that's kind of like the stylization of mature woman. But Mariner's not there. Like Mariner's not, there's you know, not a wrinkle on her face, or you know right. any kind of significant detail that shows that she's a different age from when she was. Say like on deep space nine and by the way amazing amazing uh, rendition of uh, that uh, what what did we decide that class was char it was the uh oh the ship it's an yeah. olympic class if i correctly like, like the me in the chat if i'm wrong yeah so yes. what did you think about uh, chris i mean did you like the deep space nine reference did you like the way it was handled
7: um, uh, yeah, I, I like that. I like that it's not like super in your face about it. I honestly didn't catch it the first time. Uh, my eyes went directly to the ship. I'm a big fan of that sort of Olympic spherical type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I like that it's not hitting you over the head with it, because they hit you over the head with a lot of p stuff, which I think is sort of the way Lower Decks works is it's a PNG kind of quasi-parody. And so I like that, like, we acknowledge that other things are out there. We'll make references to TripJucker Sundays and, you know, have DS9. <laughs> it's like kind of a matte painting in the background. But we're not, like, hitting you on the head with every single reference, every single sentence, which I enjoy. Yeah.
1: Oh, by the way, uh, Cher, I don't know if you know this, but uh, when Ashley and I were on uh, two shows ago, we made reference that Chris is actually the, the, uh, the guy in the towel that always makes an appearance.
2: Oh. In <laughs> All right.
1: Yeah. That's so in my
2: uh, head cannon now.
1: Yep, so he's here, here back. Guy with a towel. Yeah. Okay. I I, I missed that Chris. I miss his cooling towel. I miss your cooling towel from the last time that I saw you.
7: I know, I that, that happened. I was outside. Obviously I gotta get outside more and break out the cooling towel, uh just for you, Norm. <laughs> I need that <laughs> maybe, right now. maybe week seven, not next week, but the week <laughs> after I'll I'll step outside show it off for you <laughs> that was definitely a very
1: special starfleet i uh, th- starfleet approved authorized look i thought it was fantastic <laughs> perfect for away missions um we do have a, a bunch of people calling in so chris uh, if there's anything else on your mind uh let's get a couple more thoughts before we uh take a break for eagle moss identification
7: yeah um just want to do a quick little ri- lightning round here so we've seen four ships so far on lower decks And all four ships have been named after cities. We've had the Cerritos and the Merced, obviously. We've had the Parliament-class Vancouver and the Olympic-class Quito, which is the capital of Ecuador I looked up the other day. And so I'm curious if you could name a ship after a city, California-class or otherwise, what would you pick? Oh, I've got it. The USS
2: Covina, baby. Because that's where I am.
7: All
1: right, all right. (laughs) Uh, you know, I actually, uh, had this in mind a long time ago, you know, when I was a wee lad and, uh, I am from a small town called Alliance, Ohio. So I always wanted to see the USS Alliance. I always thought nice. that would be neat. Nice.
7: Yeah. yeah. I would have to pick either, uh, California class Emeryville or Lompoc cause that's where my uh, grandparents are from each side of the family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So definitely, but yeah, cool. Very nice. Very oh, nice. Cool.
1: All right, Chris. Well, it's good to see you again. And uh, yeah. hopefully next time, uh, you know, put it on your uh, active roster duty apparel that That's next right. time we'll see you with <laughs> your your cooling <laughs> towel headgear, which was All right, awesome. good. All right, buddy. Take care. Good cool. to see you again. Thanks for calling yeah, nice in. Nice to meet, you, meet
5: too. you. Bye.
1: All right. So before we get into the next caller, it's time to do our thing because one of the things that we love talking about here on Mission Log Live, Char, if you've seen the shows, and I know that a lot of people... Uh, are fans of this product, and I am, John is as well. Even Ashley has kind of like showed off a little bit of her collection on screen live. So we're going to be talking about the Eagle Moss official Star Trek Discovery Starships collection. Now, here are a few fun facts. And for those of you who are are new to the show and are watching it right now, uh, these are facts that you definitely need to know if you want to start a fantastic, collectible Starship collection. So these are officially authorized by CBS Studios. As the official Star Trek Discovery Starships, their collection is only available from Eagle Moss Hero Collector. The special collection features brand new ship concepts and designs from both seasons of CBS Star Trek Discovery and will include ships from the upcoming Season 3, which is going to be launching on September 24th. Each has gone through extensive reference study and has been reproduced under the supervision of Star Trek expert Ben Robinson for accuracy and detail. And we thank you for that, Ben. You have been doing a fantastic job. In that uh, the quality control department there for the exactness of those ships. The first thing you may notice upon receiving your first ship in this collection is the USS Baran. It's the NCC fourteen twenty two. It's the larger size ships, about nine inches long, just a little over nine inches long from the front of the saucer to the rear of the quad style nacelles. Those quad style nacelles are super cool. Have you seen this ship, Char? This actual. I have
2: not, so I got to check this out. It sounds fairly big.
1: Well, it's nine and a half. Or almost nine and a half inches <laughs> big. So uh, yeah. yeah, but the, the quad style in the cells are neat because they're kind of reminiscent of say like the USS Stargazer, right? You know that okay. uh, that really cool you know like top two, bottom two in the cells, and it's a very unique nice. look. And obviously the, the brand is um you know if anyone has watched Star Trek Discovery, uh, you know that the brand was destroyed under nefarious circumstances, uh, very quite possibly by you know, Captain Lorca himself. Mirror oh Captain my! Lorca. Yeah. Oh my! all the ships in this collection are the larger scale made of die cast metal and abs materials much like the smaller ships for any other ships in their collection and hand painted with reference to the actual cg models used in production each ship also comes with a display base plus the collector's magazine featuring behind the scenes info original design sketches and a breakdown of technology on board and those those magazines are almost just as impressive as the ships themselves they are super cool super detailed great Act. reading great 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 reading start your collection today with the cardena class uss baran the ncc 1422 destroyed by captain lorca as i said before in the opening episodes of star trek discovery available to subscribers through this mission log live offer this special mission log live offer for only $9.95 with free shipping when you go to www.hero collector.com slash mission log and sign up with the promo code mission m-i-s-s-i-o-n at checkout now, additional models in this collection will include the Discovery, of course, as the name of the show is the Star Trek Discovery, the NCC-1031, the USS Kerala, the NCC-1255, and the reimagined uh, Klingon Bird of Prey, and so many more. If you go to their website, you'll be able to see the entire collection or the entire collection that's available right now, and they're fantastic to look at. Then ship monthly at 20% discount off the standard retail price, also with free shipping. Subscribers are also entitled to free gifts worth over hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. Those are a lot of really good free gifts. Again, those are available. Those details are available on HeroCollector.com, and you can cancel your subscription at any time if you want to. So, but why would you, that's what I say, you know, <laughs> but things being the way they are right now, I understand like the dollars are stretched true. only so thin. So if you want to find the ship that you want, You can find that at www.herocollector.com slash mission log. Remember, for your your, uh, special offer. And if you want to purchase your ships individually, you can also do so online there at shop.eaglemoss.com or do so at your local comic book shop for the regular price of $54.95 each. Now, all that out of the way, let's get back to our next caller. And I'm surprised that you, Vice Admiral, weren't first on the list uh maybe your trigger finger was a little sleepy today but usually oh, no no, first no. It's, on always list... good to, it's always good to shake <laughs> it up right we don't need good me is... in the
0: order at the front every time
1: but that's the that's what the rank is for this vice admiral's there for a reason
0: no it's <laughs> just there so that i can ignore other people that there you, you go know, that aren't
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's good to see you again my friend so what do you think about this week's episode
0: oh lovely uh it was a lot of fun and two things that uh two things first thing Mm. Um, as we talk about the ships, obviously they were presenting the, uh, the, the, the Parliament class as superior in every way to the California class, right? Including, you know, its crew, its scanners, uh, just about everything. And I, th- I loved that as the episode begins, you see the Cerritos and then the, uh, the Vancouver just comes and completely obscures it in the shot until you can't see the Cerritos at all. Totally eclipses it, and I'm yeah. like, "Well, I see how this is going to happen, right?" <laughs> Next on the Good Eagle Moss collection, the USS Vancouver.
2: <laughs> Interrupting in the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was a, just a lovely scene. I loved it. So, that, that, but the one of the running things I have to wonder about is. Uh, why is this T-88 so hard to get? Why can't you just replicate it? And, and how easy is it to steal a boatload of tech from a
1: ship with nobody noticing? I thought the exact <laughs> same thing. This yeah. was
2: also in my notes. One, they stole them. Two, can't they just replicate them? Why, why can't you do that on the Cerritos? And three, these look like just really elaborate scanners. Like you would go around and target and scan stuff for a registry. How cool can they be?
1: you know what here's the thing is like first of all anyone who wants to do their cosplay you know where to get those so you can get your t88s <laughs> right i'm, I'm sure right. that in the next star trek convention there are going to be people with like silver duffel bags just dumping t88s <laughs> in front of people's feet you know they right? will or yes. maybe people that are like i don't know i kind of dig that girl she kind of digs me maybe if i bring her like a bag full of t88s we can seal the deal right? tell you
2: what if you can't get the Jordi bear and the red flowers that's your next go-to
1: yeah. T88s for sure. T88s. Nothing like that. That's nothing better on a first date, <laughs> right. but you're right. You're right. Vice Admiral. I, I thought that the same thing. And the only thing that I could come up with just tech wise, because that's what we do. We do the tech. We tech the tech is that there are some type of signature chips in the inside of the T88s that make them unreplicatable. I yeah. don't know. Some type of power signature that they can't recreate. And it's the only thing that allows the T88s to activate
0: Maybe. But obviously nobody stops them from being transported to another ship in mass, right? So. I can only work so many miracles in one shell.
7: <laughs> Fair enough. Right.
2: And I suspect we're not going to see any consequences of Tendi and Rutherford stealing all of these. Even if somebody finds out, we're probably not going to hear about it, are we?
0: Nope. Which is interesting,
2: because I kind of debated back and forth in my head, how consequential, how important is it to have a bone to pick with this? Because they stole them. That's not very Starfleet of them. But then on the other hand, does anybody care? Is anybody really going to care? And it's in the name of friendship. It's a cute little punchline. How seriously should we take this?
1: There must have been like at least 25, 30 of them on the floor by, you know, by the time they dumped out their their duffel bags so i was yeah. hoping for 47 but they were nowhere near enough no 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 <laughs> but but uh, you know it's it's just weird that i mean like getting one or two yeah they find it because they did that deal with uh with docent we're gonna get yeah. our, t- our free t88s so it was just a weird thing yeah it, it, it was just a strange little detail uh, is is it enough for me to be like i'm never gonna watch the show again obviously not no, no. no. because the, no, the, the, the mean, most important thing about that entire scene was Tendy and Rutherford oh, yeah? together?
2: yeah. I got to right. ask you guys: Do you ship them?
0: Well, I do. I do mean, you? I, I, I I do, Vice Admiral. At some point, I think that uh, it's um it's going to happen. I don't see any way it won't. But we um uh, we have to remember that they are far more each of them enamored of technology than I think human interaction. So
1: that's so a fair point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But there's that, that little cute little detail when they got back on the Cerritos and then Rutherford is talking about smelling the the burning, you know, circuitry again, then all of a sudden, <laughs> just reflexively, you know, Tendi just zaps it, you know, shut. That's just something that someone who cares about someone that much would do, right? You know, it's just that's shorthand for something's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I mean there's no doubt that the two of them are are, are going to always be better off together than not. Fair Both enough. in at work and not, I think so.
3: Right.
0: Well. we'll see how it goes. So, uh, and, um, but, but but as long as we're talking about destruction, yeah, they stole a bunch of T 88s But has anybody noticed that uh, meanwhile over um, over on the orbital platform they absolutely destroyed the place?
1: Oh, they trashed it, <laughs> trashed it absolutely. Yeah, um, but you know that's then that's why like you know I, I threw in that little reference of uh, the Triskelian music because I, I you know with obviously all the references that are being paid on this show you want to hear a little bit of dun, 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 dun. Which we oh, but yeah that was the- oh and-, and here's the other thing i'm a big fan of the the comedy show community you know when it was on oh yeah me too. and um and and jillian jacobson i mean uh, as soon as-, as as soon as um barb started like you know especially in her yelling voice i was like that's that's Britta. That's gotta be yep. Britta. I looked yep. it up and was like, oh, that's Julia Jacobson. So I'm so I'm so psyched about that. Now all we need to get, you know, are you know maybe Joel McHale doing like a, a super like douchey commander or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I could see that happening.
1: Someone who out commanders ransom in that way. Right.
2: Oh, that is a story.
1: Right. That would be super fun. He'd have spiky hair, like Ransom. He'd have, like, you know, five o'clock shadow, like Ransom. But he would just turn it up a notch. And he would be on, like, an even more impressive ship.
2: That's right? when you're going to play that fight music, is those two facing off.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. And Joel McHale is not one to, like, uh, shy away from tearing his shirt off, either. I mean, that dude is quite built.
2: <laughs> See, if <it's> this stuff writes <laughs> itself.
1: Right? Absolutely. TM, Chris Kula. TM. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, All what right, else guys. you got on your mind there, uh, Vice Admiral? Oh, that's, we let you go. that,
0: that's good for tonight. Let's get, let some other folks have a chance. Uh, but it was uh, good to see you both, and hopefully, I'll see you again at some point, Char. Norman, as always.
1: Feeling as nice always, time. Vice Admiral. Thank you. I will take <laughs> your right. leave, sir. All right. Take, take care. care, guys. Nice have to meet you. One. You see too. You, bye. bye. And next up, wow, this is uh, fast and furious here on the call center. So, next up on yeah. the list, we have Patrick. Mr. Hey, Patrick. Hey.
2: And a kitty.
1: Yep, the younger one, Nereese.
5: Hi Aww.
2: there, Nereese. You're a dwarf.
5: Wow. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she's about three years old. A...
2: Aw. Hi,
5: Keezy.
1: How you doing? Nice to actually see you. Yeah,
5: yes. I, don't think, I don't think I've ever, ever actually gotten to like talk to you two on camera before, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Nereese <Nerice laughs> is not having <laughs> it with the microphone. Well,
2: Nereese would like a word, please.
5: Yeah. to me
1: here. So what's on your mind? How'd you enjoy this episode? Oh
5: well, well yeah, definitely my my favorite one so far of this year. I mean, I've like I've I've, I've liked all of them, but this one's definitely my favorite so far of the bunch.
1: Any particular Same. reason why?
5: I think well, I think probably at least part of it is just uh, is just uh, probably the, part of the fact that we that we that this one episode probably doubled the references that we've gotten to past Trek. True from,
1: enough. All the I think other it ones. Did yeah. <laughs> Please. Hey, Patrick, let me ask you a question. The same thing, Charlotte, we talked about this offline a little bit. Do you find that endearing or do you find it distracting? Oh, I love it. I'm always, I'm always one who's, yeah, who's,
5: yeah, who's on, the, on the lookout for that stuff, like whether it be on the show or when I'm reading the books or whatever. So I love
1: it. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah,
2: I have to agree with Patrick here. I personally enjoy it. Some of them are a little more in your face than others. And I am finding that the more that they do put in, the more I am appreciating the subtle ones. But especially on first watch, I get a kick out of it. It's just like, hey, I see what you did. That was fun. And then that kind of, once I kind of get that out of the way, then I can focus on other aspects of the story. Because yeah. pack a lot into these 26-minute episodes.
1: Oh, yeah. I was doing the countdown clock on this because one of the things that I had in my notes was one of the things I, I felt was a little distracting was so many references going on that I felt like I was paying attention more to the references than the original content. And and to mm-hmm. be fair, that you know, I did say that and that's how it settled with me the very first time I saw it. And then I looked at the timestamp. I'm like, this episode is actually less than 25 minutes long. It's probably a little bit little over 24 minutes long. It didn't even have a cold open. And that's right. like rare. So okay. when you don't have a cold open, you usually go like right into like, you know, you know, guns blazing right out of the gate. And they did, you know, and this thing, this episode sure was a, a mile a minute. But what I love about this show is that the replayability to get those moments to settle win me over a little bit more. So I'm not a, like I have to watch them over and over and over again, which I guess is the point, right? Because yeah, you need so. to get more of that yeah. to set, yeah. yeah? Rewatch
2: value.
1: Yeah, I've watched each one multiple times. Yeah, yeah. How many times did you watch this one? Saying the, being your favorite one of the series so far.
5: I think I've watched it. I want to say three so far, something like that. I mean, okay. Had a, yeah, had a busy couple days. Couple of days. Yeah. Otherwise, I probably would have done a few more. But yeah, I think it's been three so far. One of which wow. with with the with the commentary too. Second. Second
1: contact. Oh. <laughs> nice. oh yeah, with Will. <laughs> is Will is is Will Wheaton doing that? The commentary. Oh no, no, it's the Sharon um, Tristan's commentary. Oh oh, oh.
2: ah, was talking okay. about second contact. Yeah, yeah. Patrick oh. has listened to me talk endlessly on podcasts, and I thank you for it. I love you for yeah. it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's very cool. You never mentioned. You didn't mention that at the beginning. Shar, did you? Second contact. Sorry,
2: no. Uh, not necessarily. Oh.
1: Okay, we'll get to that later on in the show. Um,
2: oh, wait, no, I did. Sorry. Wrong thing I was thinking of.
1: There's so much stuff going on in this show. Like, we haven't even gotten to our own notes because we have so many comments, which but is fantastic. We have
2: great people calling in with good points, a lot of yeah. which is in our notes. So yeah. we're good.
1: Yeah. One last thing that you, uh, one last thing to say, Patrick, before we have to let you go to get to the next caller. So um, if there's anything last, last idea that's on your mind, uh, what do you got? Well, one, th- one thing that
5: made me particularly happy was seeing yeah was seeing DS9 <laughs> pop up there. Oh yeah. Is that like, your favorite series? Um well, Voyager is actually my favorite, but I do but yeah I love yeah, yeah. DS9 I love though. Yeah.
1: Love, okay. Yeah. Was that enough it was like a, was that enough of a flashback reference for you? Yeah. Was it like enough time and just to just kind of like get the point across or do you think that it could have been longer?
5: Yeah. I think it was. I think it was perfect just just like as you said earlier, just like the little Subtle ones are some are sometimes the best, and I think in this case it definitely was. But right. like, actually, like that previous guy said, I first I first noticed
1: the keto, and then had to go back to be sure. I was like, <laughs> wait, was that the? SMR? I did
2: the same thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Patrick, for calling in, and um, I think that's fantastic that you've been following Char's talent and her shows all this time. Yes. And um, glad to, yeah, glad you. to have you aboard, and uh, hope to see you again on another Mission Log live. Hope so. Yeah. 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 Easily working in the evenings, but I was off tonight, so I thought, hey, let's jump on. So. Awesome, man. awesome, Thank thanks you so much. for taking much. the
2: time. Yeah, nice
5: thanks. to meet you. Yeah, you too. Thanks.
1: I will see you out there in the social media waves. Man, yep. take care.
2: Yep. Thanks. Bye.
1: All righty. Well, look All who right. we have here. We have the clown prince of Mission Log. That would be Captain Lou. And finally, here in the chat. How are
4: you, Lou? Back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, What's going on, sir? Well, uh, you, ha- you, uh, you did say that you had a lot of uh, good people calling in with, with uh, clever observations, so, so there should be a nice change of pace.
1: <laughs> hey, I include you in that uh, entire blanket of uh, compliments, sir.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with your co-host, although I'm going to try to get, to, uh, get her up. So is, is it safe to say that this episode is about Schmidt?
7: About sh- <laughs> <laughs> nice. Kidding.
4: That's a seven on the journey. clown prince. <laughs> Living up to his name. I, hey, I, I got I got my libs. I got my libs all here on cards. Nice. Um, you are I, ready. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, bring you some observations that I don't think you've well I, at least that I didn't hear you talk about yet. And there's some questions that I have. Okay. All right. But, yeah. I mean, uh, and, and where where better to uh, to uh, to uh, bring them up? I, I didn't understand. Uh, Q hopped, um, hopped up on Captain Picard Day. Did that happen, or is that just something that's plausible? Because I was trying to remember that episode, and I, I don't. I, I didn't get those two uh, reconciled.
2: I think that was intentionally left to our imaginations. Because okay. no, we have not seen that, but you can envision it. Your oh, mind I've can been, go I,
4: there. I can envision. I can envision pretty much everything. So would you say the same <laughs> thing about the? piece of the action reference to 1920 Chicago nobody washed their hands
1: that's what I got from it
4: they had blood on their hands or am I I I could be overthinking which is something I am never accused
1: of no I've never you Um, know in 2020
2: that was a really interesting reference to make just because in the age of COVID I don't know about you guys I'm a compulsive hand washer now
4: I think Uh, it's just because she was calling
1: them savages you know they're just yeah I, I know I know Yeah. i
4: i would say hold my beer but we've been we've been doing I, I i was doing that i've i've developed a little ocd in terms of that so this is not that unusual for me um i didn't uh, okay yeah you mentioned you mentioned the sexy people in the rompers uh thank god the uh the salt vampire on planet m113 was ruled out as a suspect i was very nervous about that for a while
2: we all were. I yeah, was, so was
4: going to do the salt monster again. You always go with the salt monster.
1: Well, the thing is that if it was a salt monster, I would love to have seen like Ransom do his double ax hand chop like across <laughs> her face <laughs> <laughs> just in case, you know, that would be no. total canon.
4: Um, as, as Norm knows and, and Charlotte might not, uh, I try to use a Canadian reference whenever I can find one. So I was thrilled to see the uh, Starship Vancouver. That's uh, a Canadian reference? I wasn't sure.
2: Oh yeah. Also Oh,
1: Putin. that's right. There's <laughs> a Vancouver, the
4: Washington. But nobody thinks
1: it so. I'm just kidding. That was yeah. because it's it's what isn't it? It's a it's parliamentary class. So That's like what I was
4: gonna bring up. Thank thank yeah. you, Norman. Steals Thunder mm-hmm. from Lou.
1: Okay. Yep. That's going in the emails.
4: <laughs> um Yeah, no, I was I was wondering <laughs> if you thought that that was deliberate as well. If we're gonna put in a uh totally. Canadian reference, then then uh then we're going to uh um to use that uh, did you notice
2: they were eating poutine no Jet was eating poutine in the mess was he really lunch yep so that's definitely canadian
4: oh it is sure. canadian i did not notice i i i i'll have to watch it a third time now thank you is this why everyone on the
2: cerritos is
1: eating like tacos and stuff
2: right all the mexican food la represent yeah, they have Filipino. poutine on the Vancouver which if you didn't learn until I know figured out very recently it's fries with gravy.
4: Pretty it's much. It's fries with gravy and cheese. Yeah. Oh, if you already corrected. Cheese, it ain't poutine. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. And there's 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 arguments in terms of what kind of cheese can be used if you're allowed you're you're not allowed to use curds. It has to be like melted cheese. There's there's so many degrees and variations and combinations It's infinite diversity in infinite poutine combinations. I will say that. Um, All right, good to know. I was wondering why the password was Riker or is that significant at all? Why not? Why not? (laughs) (laughs) And lover is Boimler's safe word. All right love it love it love or could have been the parasite safe <laughs> I will say that.
1: I want that as an action figure so badly. I think that bug was
4: so cute. he's a love bug, I was call, I called him I, I, And I was hoping somebody would mention the movie, but it, it was just too obvious, and I am not going there. <gasps> <laughs> uh, Norm, you said yes, that you were a big fan of community I am uh-huh. Uh <laughs> Britta, Britta's <laughs> character me. is played by actress Jillian Jacobs, not Jacobson.
1: This is the live show. I can only edit so much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, but, but a Britta, so you got to give me points it, on that, it is,
4: it is a Britta, and, and actually we have, we have one in our, uh, in our kitchen right now. Um, <laughs> the- All
1: right, Lou, I got you on for one more minute, then i got to take the next call.
4: Oh, okay. I'm not last tonight. All right. Then I'm going to ask one question or no, the one observation that I was going to make is even when Mariner is wrong and shown to be wrong, she ends up being right. She was wrong about, um, uh, uh, about, um, Oingler's girlfriend being a parasite, but she was actually right. As it turns out about the parasite. Now, was that just a coincidence or are we saying that she has now become uh, infallible and spockian in nature.
1: Well, I, I think that coincidence plays a lot in that dynamic. You know, it's like she she was thinking like this is where it could go. It just ended up going there, right? Because something, something was, was off. America. Something was amiss. Something was amiss. Something right. was off. Her spidey
4: was tingling. Or uh, if we're allowed to use the other universe, and I'm not uh, I'm not sure that we are. And I I was very I was very impressed with that half second. Uh, where uh, Boimler was surprised by Mariner uh, right. in all his glory, and we saw even in a cartoon a black mark over his private parts.
2: That's yep. right.
1: That's right. I don't know
4: yeah. why, and I had to double check, uh, rewind to make sure. But I was I was impressed with it, uh, keeping <laughs> uh, keeping the the uh, the ratings. Uh, the ratings is PG or thirteen or whatever you have it there.
2: TV fourteen, if I recall correctly.
4: Uh, I don't. I, I don't remember. I'm. I'm. I mean, we're we're uh, we're doing a series that could be in any uh, in any category. I'll fill you in on that next week. Uh, I didn't realize that uh, somebody's coming uh, behind me, so yeah, I'll take the uh, premises, and hopefully, I'll talk to uh, to one of you or more next week.
1: Well, cool. uh, thank you for coming in, the Clown Prince of Mission Log. That would be Captain Lou from Canada. Good <laughs> thank to see you, you. sir. And coming up on the rear, making sure that I gave you a couple minutes here to actually talk to us, a fellow podcaster extraordinaire, one of the most talented prop masters I've ever known, and um, somebody that I have really need to have lunch with soon, because we haven't been able to get that handled um, in, in real life. It's been a COVID. week or two,
6: but we'll, we'll, we'll pencil it in for 21, I'm sure. How you, doing? How you doing, Darren? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, Norm. Great to see you guys live, and glad you could fit me in. You know Char, right? <laughs> and Char, right.
1: as always, we <laughs> recently had her on our podcast, so we had her first. That would I be, around. That, I, would, I don't have to shameless plug you. That would be SETI Alpha 3 on the Nerd Party Network.
6: That's right. That's right. We're, uh, Philip, Daniel, and I are still talking about Star Trek, like six some odd years after we started that great uh, journey, and we're rounding out towards episode 200 and not too long. We're in Woo. the 180s right now, so... Uh, yeah, but it's a lot of fun talking about lower decks. Now we're in the era of new Star Trek, which is a lot of fun. You may not know that from my shirt and/or background, but uh, <laughs> that's why I'm that's why I'm Doctor Sci-Fi, not Doctor yeah. Star Trek. So.
1: Your infinite that's diversity, right. like personified, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, and you sound so good. You Dr. must be using Trek. your you must be using your actual podcast stuff because you actually sound really good. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
6: this is a podcast setup. We try to we try to always make ourselves sound as good as possible.
1: It's funny. It's like we're having like a little Trek FM reunion here. Different shows. A little bit. This a is, lot of familiar this is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we have about a couple minutes to, uh, to right. talk about what you want to talk about. And then uh, then the show is wrapped. So you got the final word, sir.
6: Well, a, a lot of uh, I've been watching the live and a lot of uh, the great, great bits have already been spoken for. I, I still think my my favorite joke is where the the one ship just parks over the other in the very oh, yeah. beginning. Uh-huh, it's it's, uh-huh. it's so subtle, but it's so funny. Like every time I picture <laughs> it in my mind. Um, but this There's was a, a great, this was a fun episode. And I think I also really liked the the boardroom scenes where they're all just arguing about, and that's so Star Trek. Like it made me think of TNG episodes where they're talking about like shipping the drugs between planets or, you know, they're <laughs> brokering the new unstable wormhole. And it's like, we we always see these scenes. And it, that was actually really fun to see the captain kind of stepping into that role, that kind of diplomatic role. And, uh, and it was, it was a lot of fun. And we, you know, over at city alpha three are, are big Rutherford fans. So mm-hmm. we, we gave this uh, episode a little bit more of a higher ranking as it had a lot more Rutherford in it. Uh, we were waiting for him to get the a plot. Uh, we're not sure if it's ever going to happen, but uh, maybe this whole season is going to be uh Boimler or actually we just want the, uh, the pairings to shift up. We want to see Rutherford and Boimler go on an adventure and we want to see Tendy and, uh, you know, Mariner go get into some trouble like that. That's half the fun is when you shake up the, the pairings, but well, we've gotten a lot of, you know, two and two, mm-hmm. but, but we'll see. We're only halfway there.
1: I can, right. we'll I can, I can get just, there. I can feel Darren already working on kind of like his, uh, his cybernetic implant, you know, for the next, Convention.
6: Oh, there you go. So go for good for the habit, convention, the yeah. Vul- Vulcan edition with the, you got to put w- that, you know, Yeah. What, it almost looks like a, uh, what is it? A Dragon Ball Z like heads up display. Like you see a lot, but uh, no, that would be, that would be, fl- I, I, I anticipate we see a lot of those next, uh, next time we're actually able to get together.
1: And also, and so, uh, one of the coolest last things I wanted to point out is like when when uh, when Mariner was, you know, thrusting her away to the orbital platform, even on the encounter suits, even on those suits, you still have the logo on the on the soles of their shoes. On the soles of their shoes, shoes. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic.
2: Indeed. Can we Which, also very quickly mention the Boimler cosplay? Because that's going to be so huge if we have conventions in 2021. I love how he consults the with computer. With the different
6: jacket pieces. And like,
2: he's like, show me all the things that are cool. And he apparently can't decide on any of them, so he just mashes them all into one thing. It's so good.
1: I was actually i actually went right to, is someone going to be streaking with like a, a black box over their stuff?
6: <laughs>
2: oh, I mean, that could happen too, definitely.
1: <laughs> I mean, that would be a cosplay. Don't, I, don't I give Todd
6: any ideas, okay? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> he'd, he'd do it. You know? <laughs> he just, he it just take, That's it, why would. I said <laughs> don't give just, him just, any ideas. It just takes one good evening. You'd be like, or giving... or this awesome three piece jacket that looks like a, a mixed match of you know the thrift store. That,
1: that let's go with that. It's a little it, more it, covering. It right? was literally like all three Back to the Future is like barfed into one, right? That, that entire look. <laughs> <laughs> all right? the Where's various
6: stages of Marty McFly. <laughs> and it, and it was cool, but I was I'm I was looking for the callback. Like I don't know if those are actually supposed to be from any specific thing because they're kind of nondescript but it was it was very funny it reminded me of when Saru was kind of asking the computer for the best list of best captains and he's like the list of best fashion of what's cool and it's just apparently the computer isn't really good at making those lists but he did moonwalk though (laughs) so you know someone was on his list and it was still working because she was still fawning over him I mean Parasite Uh. notwithstanding but
2: uh, at that point right yeah even though he was doing everything wrong
1: all right, my friend. I wish we had more time to to talk. Yeah. No worries, no We're worries. Up. It was good to see you, though. I mean, we should do this again sometime. Maybe we next should. show, one of the next shows. Yeah, but please yeah. call in again. Cool. We'll do. Good uh, to thank see you, you guys. Good and I promise you, you we'll get we'll get that lunch maybe in Cerritos. We should all meet up. Cerritos. Oh, there you go.
6: Or Merced. You know, we'll start. To, we could make Merced. the grand That's tour. A drive. The grand tour of the
1: uh, California Merced. class. All right. Yep. All right, bud. Let's we'll, <laughs> we'll pencil that in. All right? All right. Take care. Thanks for calling in, bud. It's good to see you.
2: You know, Larry Nemichek has a whole new tour thing that he could do now. He could do the tour of the California cities for all the ships that they have that are California class in this show. At some point, he could do that.
1: I'll tell you what. Um, actually, so here's the thing. Um, Dominic, I actually do look at the chat, but if I stopped to do the chat... I wouldn't have time to do the show because I can either do the show or the chat, but not both not with this many callers coming in. You need the so
2: cybernetic implant.
1: I need something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I do appreciate everybody coming in chatting and and having a great time on your own in the chat, which I think is fantastic. But awesome. we are—I told you, Shara. It's like when you signed on. i like we are going to go a mile a minute. Lower decks gets a lot of great fans. A lot of great chat going on in Mission Log Live. We have a lot of great fans too coming in to talk about the show and all of the great ideas that we got to and even didn't get to because we didn't even oh, get I a know. chance to like talk about our own list. But
2: <laughs> no, but that's how fast this hour did go. It was amazing, though. Thank you all so much.
1: And thank you for joining us, Shara. I know this is last minute, but I know that you are also so prepped and ready to go talking about Lower Decks. I know how much you enjoy this show.
2: That's just it, though. I love this show so much that I've watched it a few times. I, I just dig it. And when you asked me, I, was, I took a couple deep breaths. I'm like, heck mm-hmm. yeah, I'm doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have one last thing for you to do. So if you take a look at the show notes, are you ready?
2: I'm ready. Let's go.
1: All right. Well, again, once again, I wanted to thank Shar for joining us. And uh, Mission Log Live is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. Technical production on Mission Log Live is by the incomparable Earl Green. Be sure to visit podcast.roddenberry.com for the latest from the Roddenberry Podcast Network, including not just Mission Log, but Women at Warp. Priority One, The Trek Files, your daily Star Trek news, and Shabam! Shabam! If you'd like to support Mission Log directly, hey, give us a look over there at patreon.com slash mission Thanks to everyone who joined us live or will join us later. And thanks, Shar again for joining us tonight as our special guest co-host. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we look forward to talking with you next week.
0: Podcast.roddenberry.com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.